As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the TakeCast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, I'm joined by newly minted millionaire Pat Corain, of course, the winner of Best Ball Mania 3. Uh, just kind of wanted to, to chat to Corain about what his life is feeling like right now, a little bit about the sweat. Um, you know, we don't really get too deep in the mechanics of like, you know, how to win best ball or anything like that. A little bit of talk about that, but more just sort of about the experience. Cause that's what I find most interesting. Obviously Pat is, uh, one of my, one of my great friends and we had a great time chatting. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. If you want to support the show, you can get bonus episodes on patreon.com slash takecast. You can leave a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts or you can just tell a friend about the show. That's always very useful, very helpful. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. All right, everyone, welcoming in the chaser of ships. The 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 you caught you caught it, dude. You were the dog chasing its tail. You caught your tail, and now we have to figure out what you're what you're gonna do with it. Um, if you guys want to, if you're really curious about Pat Crane's best ball takes and about how he constructed the two million dollar roster, I don't think we're gonna do a ton of that here today. Um, uh, Pat's gonna do that plenty. We also did like about a hundred off season podcasts. Um, so if you guys want to go find that, you can go back and listen. I, I can't help but notice Pat Greg Dulcich, not on the winning roster. Curious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> wouldn't have done much for me in week 18. <laughs> the Albert L and the Taysom Hill takes, they, they really paid off. Uh, they, yeah. they were the guys you needed in week 17. Yeah, I mean, Alberto did outscore George Kittle, who was on the $2 million winning roster in, in the <laughs> final. So, I mean, that is, that is sort of uh, an interesting an interesting wrinkle, but uh, I mean, really, I, I find all of the, I, I think there will be a lot of time to go back and look at last season's results for fantasy football and be like, well, uh, we, we did this thing that was good. We did this thing that was bad. Uh, I mean, honestly, my, my largest takeaway from the experience of watching you win was it really was just all about the week 17 stuff. Just like getting yeah. guys who correlate in week 17, that that's really should just be the goal because that is how that is how you win. Like all of the money is in week 17. Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, all these super mega advance rate guys did jack shit in week 17. All all that matters was having good pieces that added to each other's ceilings. That's it. Yeah, and like Levitan pointed out uh when I was on his pod that, you know, you're you're almost trying to get in like the worst possible team into the final. Yes. Um, to the Josh Jacobs point, like you know, and I didn't have Justin Jefferson, which was a massive victory to not have Justin Jefferson and to have the Austin Eckler, you know, first round leverage there. Um, and so it is this, it's like just a very different game than 
you know, like traditional fantasy, traditional best ball, which I think is, you know, we're still thinking through it. Eric Vimefort talks about this all the time. Like we're still kind of thinking through all that stuff, but I do, that's a takeaway for me too. The week 17 correlation being massive. Um, Pete's video on that being a huge part of getting us all on board there. Um, yeah, he probably he, he probably deserves like five percent just for you know really <laughs> <laughs> really pushing through the week seventeen stuff. I mean, it, it was pretty. I mean, you would talk about a thought leader. Yeah, you got to get. He was a, a genuine thought leader. Uh, I mean, the two two seminal moments in fantasy football history are are the the stream you guys did with Bimefor where you basically started the wide receiver avalanche and Peter's week 17 video. Like yeah. these are, these are two very big memeable moments in the history of our little weird corner of the internet. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying like that, like, you know, the, the week 17 stuff didn't go overboard at times this summer. You could argue that went overboard. Er, er, on, Ertz out at McBride Algier was the, was the skeleton key the entire time. That's true. That's true. You just had the wrong tight end. <laughs> If Zach, uh, if Zach Ertz doesn't get hurt and you just give him McBride stats, that is like the highest pairing you can get of later round guys who correlated. It's unbelievable. But I mean, I had on this team, I had George Kittle and Hunter Renfro, which is like obviously kind of a bit. But at the same time, that game did go off, you know? It went nuclear. That game went, it went crazy. Nuclear. Yeah. yeah. So like, I guess like my feeling on the week 17 stuff is for right now, unless like, unless it all gets priced up, which I don't think it will. What I think next, next summer is that the, the juicy stuff gets overpriced. I don't, but, you know what? I, I think because so many people are just drafting off of projections and rankings, like mm-hmm. how many people just download the established the run rankings and put it in the applet and draft off that. And a lot of people, I don't, I don't think Leone is going to add like a plus 5% boost in the projections for guys that are playing each other in week 17. Like we're talking about, <laughs> To get to that level, you would have to be like running Sims or like having a bot do it for you or whatever, which right. I I think is coming, but I don't think it's going to be there in 2023. Yeah, I don't either. And so much of it's like you, it's impossible to price it up because it's like it's only more valuable to you. Like if you have you've got the guy on the other side of this game, the players on the other side, the bringbacks become more valuable to you, but not necessarily to everybody else. So you know if you're just using it to break ties. Like, I guess I'd, I I want to build teams that maybe are like, oh, no, I over-correlated here with this mini. Um, but, like, I was directionally accurate, you know? I got the I got the low-owned stack you needed. Yeah. So, I mean, again, we, like, we will literally have so long to to talk about this. Uh, we're we're going to be doing this, I don't know, probably, probably starting in May. Probably starting in May. I mean... How how locked in are you going to be for your uh your your uh like hundred and fifty dollar dynasty best ball league rookie <laughs> drafts this off season? Like I'm I'm gonna have a, like we're you and I are in this league. Uh, well, we're in a bunch of leagues together, but we're very specifically in this one league where we've been trying to out tank each other, and we are now like on the the flip side of that of trying to get good. And I think this is a huge break for me because you are just not going to be locked in. <laughs> <laughs> Like how much, like how many times a day are you going to check your email when you're in fucking <laughs> Indonesia for, for like, Oh, Drew Dinkmeyer sent me a trade offer for Jordan love. I better really think about this in depth before I click accept or reject. I won't even have internet on the, on the Indonesia boat. <laughs> it's like literally. A, yeah. Uh, you're right, man. This is how you win. 
this is how you win. The the entire thesis behind me tanking in these leagues where I'm in with you was that you were going to draft the perfect roster in in week 17 and and Best Ball Mania 3. And by the time (laughs) I was ready to compete, you would be checked out and ready to sell your team to someone. This is how I win. (laughs) Is that you are, you're the guy, the the meme of the guy in the corner at the dance floor. And they they don't know Pat's not checking his dynasty team right now. (laughs) They don't know. They don't know that Pat has three first round picks, but he's not going to do enough research to figure out if Jackson Smith and Jigba is actually a good selection at the 109 or not. (laughs) I am, I am really looking forward to to doing these shows with you in April and being like, so Pat, how much uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba tape have you watched? And you're like, ah, you know, the computer says he's all right. So he's probably okay. Like, let's just pick him. It's fine. Well, Davis, I mean, that would have been my take last year. So, <laughs> you know, I wasn't grinding and I wasn't grinding Garrett Wilson tape either. And I was a fan of his. Well, okay. That's true. So, I mean, the, the most interesting thing to me, I mean, well, there are a lot of interesting things here. One, like becoming an overnight millionaire. There's a lot of like psychology that goes into that. I mean, what is like that? That can't feel real to you yet. Right. Not really. No, I mean, it, it, it's like, it's real in the sense that I'm like setting up meetings with accountants and trying to think through like, like I trying to like my brother's got uh, some, some background in terms of financial stuff and regulatory stuff. And I'm like, trying to find like a bank account to like, like a high yield savings and stuff. Because the other thing it's so it's, it's January 10th right now. Right. This is 2023 income due in 2024 for taxes but i'm like from what i understand i need to like start paying some of the taxes ahead of time yes yes yeah Uh, i know as i mean you know this as a contractor like estimated payments actually saves you a ton of money in the long run yeah so i need to like get that sort but essentially like i've been loaned the government's money that like i need to take like very good care of (laughs) yeah um so i'm like trying to figure out like what so there's my money and there's the government's money. I'm like, I want to put the government's money somewhere very safe. You know, the government's money cannot go into the stock market. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. I'm like trying to find like that. Then like there's certain, there's like a lot more banks than I realized there were. And some of them pay like better interest rates, but I'm like, is this like a legit bank? You know, I don't think I can put the government's money here. Um, so there's like all that stuff, but then also just like accounting various things. And it's just like, you know, there's a logistical stuff that I'm thinking through. So in that sense, it does feel real because there's like work. <laughs> I have work I have to do and schedule yeah. out and everything. Have you done, have you done a blurb shift since I've done, I did a double yesterday, <laughs> but <laughs> a, a, <laughs> I mean, that I, is, I blurred that from amazing. eight to six. <laughs> Pat Corain, Pat Corain sits down <laughs> to write about oh shit. I, oh, I didn't even have a good line here. Dude, well, about, it's even about, worse than you think it is because it's all, like this, like the the director of player personnel, who's not in our system yet for the 49ers, has been requested to be interviewed for like the Titans general manager position. Sure. So it's like we got to get him added to the system so he can be like, this dude was a, you know, this and he came up here and he's worked with this guy. And I've just heard his name today, but I'm telling you different, you know. So there's that. There's a lot of that. Um, but actually, fortunately, uh shout out to zach krueger who uh was on shift with me yesterday and uh he he handled most of the of the blurbs yesterday i wasn't i wasn't uh as productive on my blurb shift as normal 
that's just like that is that is high comedy it's like the person having to go back to their menial day-to-day <laughs> existence after, like like to me doing a roto world blurb shift is going to the fucking coal mines like what is the difference <laughs> 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 like having having to do a josh jobs blurb after winning WrestleMania <laughs> three you might as well be you might as well be in west virginia going down the mining shaft with a little light on your forehead <laughs> it's well, no different this. not only did i have the double blurb shift but i did i blurb two games and normally i do a recap pod on sunday so i only blurb a one o'clock game i don't have to do a four o'clock games um but i we didn't do the recap pod this week so i i had a one o'clock game four o'clock game so i did double on sunday as well and there you're blurbing like season ending blurbs for like alameda alameda yeah i was gonna say know? like colby parkinson's like season yeah. ending recap like everyone gets a blurb yeah so you have to you know so that was that was also kind of ironic i would that that one i would say i was more like yeah this this is this is a little funny here here i am sitting here (laughs) 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 blurbing these random conditions like should i blurb Kaderil hodge or not you know i mean so if if you don't blurb Kaderil hodge that his season is not going to have made an impact on like the the permanent record like it's i don't think i did yeah i blurbed a mere bird though that's where the cut line was uh, i mean you know he had a couple moments he'll probably be on the falcons (laughs) next year um i mean and then like the the other fascinating element is like you know all of us who play these insane tournaments like the the idea is is yeah you you play to win like you want to win the ffpc main event you want to win best ball mania you want to win the stupid million dollars like the the I, I, how how motivated are you going to be to 150 max best ball mania i mean are you gonna are you guys gonna set the record for most amount of ffpc main event teams are you guys just gonna ship like 40 of these next year i don't think so i think i mean first of all the go bills guys who just took it down back-to-back years did yeah, it with un- like unbelievable like seven teams and nine teams or something i, I forget exactly but it wasn't a, it wasn't a lot it was yeah. like they they kept it in check so um with the season-long teams I feel like, I feel like we all are kind of, I need to talk to Pete and Gretchen everything about exactly what we're going to do. But I think there's, there is a little bit of an element of less is more there because you can devote more time time to to, waivers. Yeah. Yeah. Waivers, look ahead defenses, little quirks of this team, you know, which which is quirks of the team. Sometimes which is actually like kind of a huge thing because I mean, those are, those are like small edges, but over the course of the season, they really, really, add up like you're gaining so many points by doing that stuff appropriately yeah and like you know a couple years ago the team that we have with uh crack rock he was like we had we didn't need a quarterback but justin herbert was available and it's like oh let's grab justin herbert um or we we didn't need wide receiver and we grabbed i think we grabbed higgins and claypool in that league or i know we grabbed higgins in one league and i think that type of stuff when you add more teams, it's like you start to get more focused on the team needs of the specific team. It's like, we need a running back. We're going to look and run, looking for running backs, but maybe you miss that, you know, Christian Watson is coming back and, and someone had dropped him. And it's like, everyone could use Christian Watson. If he's, I drop, I drop Christian Watson on like four main event teams this year. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, how did we didn't, we didn't win the main event. We were the only team with Justin Jefferson and Derek Henry and the whole thing. Tough oh, scenes. That is, well, we wouldn't, as it turns out, that we that wouldn't have turn, mattered. Turn, we we would, yeah, we wouldn't have won in week seventeen anyway, so it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't think we're gonna go crazy at 
the main event. I mean, we'll certainly have our our teams, but um, but yeah, I mean, I think I will probably fire more at best ball. I mean, one like, uh, you know, there's I think again talking to accountants and stuff, but I believe like I can sort of like take anything that I anything you lose like be, well let's let's well say everything you... will be losing losing essentially because it's 2024 income that would come in if i bank. oh well then i don't know if you can write that off as uh, you you talk i'm not to sure your... well yeah. we'll talk but, to the accountant but i think that i think that i i believe that is true is that anything that you regurgitate back in entry fees doesn't count as winnings i think so so you know i'll probably play like i know liam uh yeah, he defended he defended five, 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 his he, he defended his crown on on DraftKings. On DraftKings. Yeah. Just <laughs> defending the crown. I mean, it's a different crown, I would say. <laughs> it's a different crown. I love I love that Liam could have had like truly an all-time victory lap like winning best ball mania and then winning multiple things on DraftKings, and just no no one cares no liam doesn't get to do a media tour it's not a big deal that liam won 300 that like it's truly like what a what a run out what a run out for him <laughs> i mean it is a pretty, like it is a good run out still he did win 300 000. he did he, so it turns but i mean as people have realized in the in the concept of this i'm not even really framing this in terms of the dollars that you get it's all about the associated cloud it's a, <laughs> <laughs> the cloud is the i mean just any argument you get into with these these twitter eggs you're gonna be like how much money have you won playing fantasy football on the internet <laughs> mark 00798 you don't like my you don't like my analysis of the 2023 rookie class well guess what <laughs> <laughs> i do we need we need davis maddock as the winner of one of these man that would be i don't dude. i don't actually i i I truly, I think you are uh, in a much uh, better headspace. I, I truly would be like the dog that finally caught its tail. I really <laughs> wouldn't know because I, I've spent, I have been hopelessly addicted to fantasy sports for so long. I actually don't know what a true, true bink would be like. It would be, it would be unbelievable. I, I would be, I would be, I would feel sort of uh, purposeless, I think. I have a little bit in certain ways. I mean, it, I've definitely been like less motivated to like dive in and do like the playoff research for yeah, yeah you I bet know. you're not I bet you didn't 150 max the mitten I did I didn't and Pete was saying I needed to give back to the community <laughs> yeah give give back to the shareholders you know I think give I think you shouldn't shouldn't be so hasty to withdraw off underdog I think <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah that's too late that should be still um the the uh playoff contest for the FFPC that we do every year. I went through and I was doing the the ownership projections on that the, and the boomer opto, the boomer opto and everything, and that still was fun. I was still like as you know into yeah, that because games games are still fun. Like game yeah. theory and fantasy football is still fun. That that is still fun, but the sitting there and clicking the names and dragging it and swiping it and doing that continuously over and over is going to be, I I think, is going to be a lot harder. We'll see. I don't think it will be. I think, I think so. I mean, first of all, it is the end of the year. So like the, no matter what True. your season was like, you're always going to be the most burnout and the least motivated to do more fantasy football stuff right now. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to dive into the rookie class, which has always been the thing that kind of re-energizes me. So sorry about the dynasty league, but I do think I'll probably be paying some, uh, some how, attention. How, how bad could I possibly run that somehow 
by by April, you you forgot, like you 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 do your Indonesia trip, you find yourself spiritually, and you come back and you're like, all right, I am ready to absolutely nail every <laughs> pick in this four-round rookie draft and just set and not let Davis's team get better than fourth place in the league. Like, how bad could I possibly <laughs> run? I can't have this. <laughs> I mean, I believe I traded Matt Ryan for the 102 in this league. So, you know, I, I gotta, I can't, I can't just, uh, I gotta maximize the process, but I did or I didn't. I believe you did. Okay. Yeah. Cause I can't, I couldn't figure out if I actually have the 102, but based you on also, the, you also traded Michael Thomas for T Higgins. Uh, and I believe I got a pickup grade as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I want to say, I want to say you traded Zeke for a similarly ridiculous type movement unfair yeah really. although those picks have been spent so i don't know maybe maybe that was on um i did trade away Brees hall and zach wilson for deshaun watson and maybe maybe i'm gonna eat it on that one yeah are you planning to play a lot more dfs like are you gonna be in the thunderdome every week i had a bad year in dfs man well that's this is uh, this is the other thing that's so ironic about talking to you right now is i feel like most of the people that I would consider like friends in this industry. Like this was not a banner year for our, our, our no. group of people. Like Leone was like a broken man who said he didn't have, he didn't have the heart to deposit again, to, depo- to enter into the power sweep for a Brady double. And I was like, oh. it's rough out there for everybody. I know, man. Uh, like when, when Leone's not willing to take play Tom Brady, it's been a rough year. <laughs> That's I so I don't know. I mean, I like DFS and everything. Um, I'm not sure like how big my edge is in DFS. I've won like a couple smaller tournaments and stuff, but um I guess I'm I'm like, is the field has I what I don't know about DFS is like is the field gotten sharper? The field's definitely gotten sharper, right? It's definitely but, gotten sharper. Yeah, but maybe also like the cert the ways that like generally like we're doing things that are sort of overall like i feel like a shared strategy among a lot of people is like you're trying to get less things right and you do need you do need outcomes to break a certain way right you need there to be good spots that weren't that the field undervalued and that you know were correlated and kind of the right pieces hit like there is a lot of variance to that strategy and i feel like the fact that everybody had kind of a rough year that i know um or you know, I don't know about everybody, but a lot of people did. It seems yeah, like not not obviously there were like isolated yeah. winners, but like sure. there were plenty of people who I would assume to have like very positive seasons did not have very positive seasons. Right. Which of course lets me cope and be like, it's fine that I was a loser in tournaments. Like it's fine. Right. Yeah. But it does make me like a little more nervous about, you know, like upping my bankroll a lot um for DFS. But for best ball, I probably will. Cause I also think best ball it feels like maybe this particular version is is not as figured out you know like no, we're I, still I, kind of I, I think the i think the results would say best ball is a super high variance game like obviously the amount of variance involved is like beyond anything i i don't even i like it's it's insane that so many interactions goes and end up who who wins the money like all these interactions over 17 weeks and then all the money is in this one round where you have yeah. no control over yeah. it but i do think and and maybe and maybe this is just because like we underestimate the the number of people who are playing in these but it feels like 
so many of the tournaments were just like won by people who do content or like or like very noted grinders or whatever like it it does feel like there's a correlation between thinking about this stuff super deeply and winning it does feel like that correlation is there um not that it's not in dfs or anything but um i don't know it's and i guess that the thing i like about best ball is that um so dfs is fun because you get the clean slate every week but as like the more i've kind of done content creation and stuff during the season like your in-season time is like so you know precious so crunch so crunch yeah yeah yeah. and so like there were a couple sunday mornings where i probably should have just not played you know where i was like i woke up a little later than i wanted and i was kind of behind on stuff and you know so i'm like firing in lineups i'm like i could have used another hour or two on on the process this morning um where with best ball like i feel like you got your whole summer you know, so you, and you don't have to, you want to take a couple weeks off, take a couple weeks off. doesn't matter. Still get in plenty of drafts. So um, it just feels like more as leisurely. As long as you're drafting in mid-July, that's, I think that, I think we've, we've honed in on mid-July is like the optimal time to be drafting. Well, I love, I love that that was the time to take off. Right. And then it's like, well, maybe this is when we should be drafting. Um, I don't know. Obviously it's a, as you talked about, it's incredibly high variance. So it'd be kind of funny if like, you know, next July 18th, no team advanced or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I mean, yeah. I, I can already tell you like, like that's going to be like the biggest uh, fill day in basketball mania four or whatever is going to be all these people piling in on July 18th for sure. Cause it is wild. Cause that's, that's the date that I drafted my team, but it's also the date the regular season million was, was won, which is just, I mean, the odds of that seem so small. Seem that seems infinitesimal. And then I, yeah. I originally thought, that Liam's team got drafted that day as well, but I I was I was wrong. It was like a week before or something. Yeah, I think I think even earlier. I think it was maybe even in June. Oh wow! When when he drafted his, um, yeah. So I I I do actually hope next year that they're not going to do this. It's going to be even bigger. But I hope that they do two flagship tournaments. I hope they do <laughs> two smaller sized ones like a 200,000 and another 200,000 there's no chance they do that but I do I I do wish that is what they would do with with a million dollars to first for for each one there's no chance they do this but I do think that that would uh help reduce some of like the absolute insanity uh involved in advancing and getting there what I would like is if they did so they did the regular season million to first I think it'd be cool if there was like some additional money for yeah, people de- descending descending and then also i think it'd be cool if there was like an additional like maybe they could do most points scored over the course of the playoffs or something so there's like a points race thing that's not as much as the the week 17 thing but similarly you know it's like my team was eliminated because it had like a you know oh like a like a consolation bracket well, not exactly like a point, like a points chase the way the main event does, but I guess your team probably wouldn't get eliminated if you weren't contention for it. But let's say you just yeah. had like a slightly worse week 17, but you'd crushed in week 15 and 16. You, maybe you still win money for most points scored over the course of the whole playoffs, something like that. It just actually, like different avenues to money would be kind of fun. So like from reading between the tea leaves, it sounds like the people at underdog are like not against this, but it's, it's like a programming thing. It's a, it's that like, mm-hmm. this is like an additional thing that they would have to build and it seems like it's maybe not that easy to build when you're dealing with like literally four hundred thousand. i mean how many lines of data is all that like i don't know it seems like a 
huge mess. Not that not that you or I are that good or interested in coding, but uh, it it seems like it's more of a tech thing than they're like. We I can barely. Yeah, I can barely pull password of expected from uh, NFL fast star. So <laughs> I, I get it, guys. <laughs> we're just yeah. we're just spitballing here. <laughs> I mean, I do like, but and, and that's sort of the age old question of like, uh, you know, what do you do? Do you do what's best for like your sharp customers, or do you just put a bunch of money up top and wait for people to deposit to your site? And it feels like in every form of gambling, it's just all about you know, poker tournaments, you get a million dollars in first place sports books. You advertise the same game parlays and basketball tournaments. You want to get the most amount of money up top as possible. Cause that's what brings people in. Yeah. I mean, I do, I, I would say it's been a big win for like the, the massive grand prize. You know what I mean? The fact that it, it's like the $2 million number, I feel like is really like, it stands out to people, you know, two, it's two million like, and two million and one. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. That's right. Um, <laughs> Don't although... shortchange my guy. <laughs> um but you know i think from a marketing and from a excitement thing you know i do think their current setup is like i mean i'm biased and everything but it's very i think it's a very exciting way to do it it's like you everyone has a clean slate it's one it's like you got it's a qualifier to this extremely i actually think that is heavy gpp it gets a little bit overlooked when when uh, us fucking losers who didn't win the million dollars are complaining about how like, you know, if actually if it would have been structured this way, maybe I could have won more money is that like it actually is very exciting to just start with zero points in the final it week is. of the season and be like, shit, anything could happen. Like I could be, I, you know, like that actually because in this actually happens in the main event. Like I had a, I had a team in the finals of the main event that was really good, but I was the 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 like 10 teams at the top were so far ahead. I was like, my team could score 210 points this week. And I'm not, I'm not going to get there. Um, yeah. Which sucks. Right. It's like, it I, does. like I, I, I actually logged in to the FFPC today and realized that our team scored so many points in week 17 that we earned an extra free entry in the last <laughs> week. But it was like, I wasn't even tracking it because right. we were so far behind. There was no reason to. Yeah. And I think like a lot of this, it has to be kind of about, you know, capturing the attention of the fantasy community and everything. And I think a clean slate each playoff week does that. Also, it's a different format. Like we're not used to that. We're used to more of the point chase thing. That's what the main event does. Like a lot of the kind of higher stakes leagues operate like that three week point chase in the playoffs. Um, And this is more, it's like DFS where you're, you're basically winning qualifying, you know, they're qualifiers. And then you, you get your, your live final ticket. You know, your team's already set for you. You drafted it back in the summer and you see how it goes. But it's, it's a, you know, it's exciting to have a chance to like going into the week. Like I didn't think this team was all that good because a lot of the stuff I needed was not things that had done all that well to that point. To that but point. I was, yeah, but I was like, hey, this is kind of a fun team to look at because it has some stacks. There, there's a couple low owned kind of leverage pieces that I need to go off, which did. And so you can kind of dream on it. You can, you, you can't dream on it if you're behind by 210 points uh, going into the week. No, you, you can't. Yeah. So, they, so I don't know, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to like uh, correct their business model or whatever. I just wish that uh, it ended with more money in my pocket really is. It's really, <laughs> it's really, it really, it's like, everyone's just trying to optimize for what would have been best for the players they had uh and that yeah. probably would have been a little bit a little bit better for me i'm i'm now realizing though 
that like, um, you know, cause every off season of best ball kind of has a meme like this, this off season, it was like the week 17 stuff. I can already tell what the meme is going to be, which is going to be, uh, this guy's like a low advance rate, but high ceiling guy. Like yeah. that's going to be, it's going it. to be the, it's going to be the, Oh yeah. You know, I know that this guy will probably do bad for 16 weeks, but if I do get him to the final, then he's going to be really low. owned. it's going to be all about the, the combinatorial ownership of, of uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Tyler Adler's year is going to be very low. Yeah. Week 17 correlation. Very 2022 week 17 leverage. Week se- oh my God. The first time I hear someone unironically say week 17 leverage in a best ball stream, I'm going to be like, shit, dude, I maybe need to look into something <laughs> else because we have just, we have just gone to, but you're, you are hundred percent right. Week 17 leverage is going to be that, that is going to be the meme of the, That's it. no doubt. Yeah. It's a week 17 leverage. Yeah. Mike Evans. I mean, let's be honest. Like, lucky mike evans wasn't on the team because that's the ultimate week 17 leverage piece but you know brady was on there so it'll probably still come up plenty yeah brady brady absolute shit for 16 straight weeks getting carried by tua and and daniel jones to the playoffs and then just bonks a 37 burger well and here's here's why i actually do think this it, it has a very good chance of being the meme of the summer because i think there's like something to it where like there's totally uh, something to it. It's yeah. just, I, it, it feels impossible to optimize for in July. For sure. Yeah. But there's, well, the three quarterback piece of it is kind of interesting. Cause awesome. wrote a piece about how, you know, three quarterbacks gives you a better chance of getting a low on stack in to the week 17 uh, final. And, you know, this was a three quarterback team that did get in a low owned Brady stack. Um, so there's like, that would be one example. I think of like a way that you could try to get, some week 17 leverage but i imagine like the funny thing about these memes is like we're getting like close like the, the edge is just like thinner and thinner like this we're using this little scalpel you know <laughs> the like, like, who, little... like who could imagine what what two off seasons from now the meme will possibly be <laughs> I if know, we've got, that's if what we... i think i might be doing something else <laughs> yeah two off seasons from now <laughs> two off oh, seasons boy. from now if we've gotten to week 17 le- i mean that's honestly at the point in which you're you're going that far in the rabbit hole that's when just play the best plays then swings uh-huh. all the way around to being uh like mega minded right yes well that's what we almost need this this year someone needs to win with like no stacks no correlation just like all or, the best plays or to just have the guys who did well in the regular season do well in the playoffs yeah. like that is the most anomalous thing i think that i'm taking away from this season is that josh jacobs was the number one advance rate player did jack shit in the fantasy playoffs i i literally i think he got 28 half ppr points in the three weeks wow combined justin jefferson was nuts for the first two weeks or no only the first week of the playoffs right because he did no he he had a good week 16 as well no that was the packers blowout didn't he do nothing in that game i thought he had like a decent a decent score because it kept oh i'm thinking i'm thinking i'm thinking week 18 i'm thinking i'm thinking week 18 yeah he so in Week 16, yeah. So he smashed 15-16, but had one for 15 in week 17 in that yeah. uh, the Packers. And then Kelsey, same deal. I don't. I believe Kelsey did not score a touchdown in the fantasy football playoffs. Yeah, that's that's correct. Um, so like all these guys who were far and away the number one advance rate guys did, did not help you, just did not help you in the fantasy Which is a playoffs. very like low probability outcome. 
that all that all, the that best all, of, don't do that all the best players wouldn't do. Like I, you could yeah. see one of them not doing something, two of them not doing sure. something, but all of them sucking is like such a tail outcome. It's crazy. And sucking, like especially in like if Jefferson had week bad week 15 and then crushed week 16 17 that'd be kind of interesting but the fact that he just bombs in week 17 specifically is i mean it, yeah i mean he was probably he was on like what like 35 percent of all the 41 percent yeah. of the final and yeah. and and gave you most uh, highest stone guy in the final and gave you 2.5 uh no two two half ppr points and that's one of the things like the, where the leverage thing is silly is like Austin Eckler was leveraged for me because you had to take him with a first round pick instead of Justin Jefferson, instead of Justin Jefferson. And so that is just pure variance. There's no way you could ever plan for that. You could not control. I mean, the way you could control for that would be to take like Adam Thielen with Justin with Eckler or something. Right. That would be, that would be the control. I guess, but you're also, uh, but that's that is that is like we're talking to the point of like so... your your brain is outside your head like it's yeah. just it's too much at that point yeah, yeah you're seeing yourself draft <laughs> from across the room <laughs> that's that is yeah i mean and also like you're fading every first round pick when you do that like you don't know that justin jefferson's gonna be the hit you know like it's just i feel like at that point you're just making suboptimal picks <laughs> hayden hayden actually to, to hayden's credit he he sees things pretty clearly uh like it one he did the this off season he did the i'm actually only drafting guys in domes in yeah week, he did the winner the correlated winner storm the correlated which winner. In week 16 and then also he made the point he he saw into the crystal ball of like what we're going to be doing two off seasons from now being like when you don't take dalvin when you take uh Travis Kelsey instead of Dalvin Cook, you should take Alexander Madison as like leverage over uh-huh. people drafting out of that spot, which is like that your 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 head is <laughs> your head your your head has gotten too big at that point. But like he that I mean, I don't know. You'd have to be so much better at math than I'm at math to figure out if that makes any difference to like the EV of an entry or whatever. But yeah, like that that kind of thinking is that sort of thinking and line of logic is absolutely where this event is going, I think. I think so too, because the the money really is all in week 17. And so like anything that gives you like a tiny edge in week 17 is, is good. Like, you know, it's, it's like, it's almost like the only thing it's almost like week 17 Davis is the only thing that matters, (laughs) you know, but, but the, the, so like the, the rabbit hole that you go down then is, well, so, okay. If we agree that week 17 matters, how do you optimize for that? And some right. people, right. So like the, this was, this was a big thing with like uh, drew and Mike specifically, is they're like, you guys are fucking idiots thinking you can control what's going to happen in week 17. So you should just try and get as many teams there as possible. And then you had the Leah Murphy's of the world being like, I'm trying to draft Javante Williams, who I think is a shitty pick because if I get him there, <laughs> he's going to be low owned. And it's like, I, I don't know. I see why both people are right. Like I see how both of those strategies could be effective. It is tough because like your odds of getting a single team to the finals is like 0.15%. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like what? Once every like six or seven years you would be expected. Isn't that the math on that? Uh, I mean, yeah, it would be like six years. Yeah. So like, I don't know. You're probably not getting a team to the finals anyway. So I feel like you're, I think there's that to me, that makes 
like that would be a, a slight case for optimizing for if you get to the finals. Cause like the worst case scenario in a sense is like, you finally get a team to the finals and it's like, I, I, I got like, a, oh, I, I got a, a puppy team through, I got a couple teams through, but I got one through to the puppy that I was like, this team is so hyper correlated. I like, it's got to do well. And obviously it didn't, but it's right. like, I, I was at least happy. Like looking at, it. I was like, this was a team that I wanted to get through. Was, I, I think it was like literally a team quadruple stack with a double bring back. Uh, or it was like, I actually, it was a fucking chiefs Mahomes, yeah. Mac, Mahomes, McKinnon, sky Hardman. Uh, <laughs> Hey with, man, we knew it was the chiefs. <laughs> with, yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine telling yourself, I've been, I've been wanting to say this line to you on a podcast since I realized it. Imagine telling yourself Patrick Mahomes leads the NFL in passing yards, passing touchdowns. The chiefs score the most touchdowns in the league and they have three usable players in fantasy. It's insane. It's insane. I mean, he did tell us, you know, a chief, a chief, a chief in every draft, except you got to make sure that it's just Mahomes or McKinnon. <laughs> I did draft a lot of McKinnon. My CH, my anti CH stance ended up working out because McKinnon worked out. Um, and yeah, no one else worked out. I mean, I guess Juju, Juju, he didn't pay off ADP, but he wasn't like a total. Disaster. But he didn't, he did pay off ADP because he didn't die. I mean, so That's many guys, yeah. so many, yeah. so many guys, like, especially in that range, were just like total zeros. Like you could have been drafting like guys who didn't play or, or got hurt or whatever. Yeah. But man, MVS, like the answer to everybody in that mid range, including Tony, who we didn't know was going to be on the chiefs is just like, no MVS Hardman, Tony, Sky. Tony getting traded to that team and then not doing anything. It's like such an upset. I, I like, I was like certain I was like, Oh, Tony on the Chiefs, like he's going to be like 14 points per game. Like just lock it in. He was useless. He did nothing. Well, I mean, there's a track record here with Tony. <laughs> the amazing athlete, Kadarius Tony, I not mean, doing anything. Speaking, on speaking, field. speaking of Kadarius Tony, I mean, you have him in this this uh, dynasty rebuild. <laughs> I'm going to have to try and trade him. I'm going to have to try and get him away from you when you're I really uh, missed the top. So <laughs> Davis tried to trade for Kadarius Tony. Uh, and I wanted a little bit more than you were willing to pay on like the day that he was traded to the chiefs. Now, what I should have done is gone. Okay. Let's, let's talk. Let's have the conversation. Let's, let's figure it. You could have, you could have gotten like Mac Jones for him probably honestly. Oh, yeah. I, I really missed an opportunity. That was, and even like a week later, I was like, why didn't I just see what the asking price was i mean I was, so, was I was so exuberant dude you could have gotten like anything like i thought canaries like i thought that the the chiefs had just gotten like you know what calvin johnson basically i was like the you know oh no that day that i mean dude that day was amazing because we all thought the problem was the giants and not tony and it turns yes, out yes turns out tony is just like a loser kind of probably well or i have too, to say or brittle when he did his first celebration of him pretending to pull his hamstring, you're you're like you're like this is literally a Hall of Famer. <laughs> well, then, then he actually does injure his hamstring later, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe he you, wasn't pretending. Yeah, you you've had a fake hamstring injury all year. You you basically gloated about it, and then your hamstring gets pulled. I was like, wasn't uh, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe this all ends. That. This all ends with him catching a touchdown in the Super Bowl, obviously. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I could totally see him being the Super Bowl hero because then everyone's back on board. Well, right? I was going to say he then becomes this year's Gabe Davis, where one insane yes. playoff performance boosts him up like nine rounds in ADP. 
Well, as I'm doing the playoff contest ownership, I, I have put in 1% for Kadarius Tony because a part of me wants to put Kadarius Tony in my line. No, it's a no, very small wrong no. part. Kadarius Tony is going to be 0% on the FFPC. I know, but, but maybe I'm maybe about to, I'm about to go sprinkle. Do, I'm about to go do uh, an FFPC show with, with Daigle. Um, very, oh, very nice. excited. I mean, what, what's the, what's the highest stakes you can get down on these playoff contests? Like, are you guys good? Are, are you maxing the 200 on FFPC? We're not maxing. I think we're doing 75 though. Um, which is what we did last year. And we finished second in our NFFC team. Oh, my, so dude, that's the, that is the greatest contest on earth is the NFFC playoffs. Well, we, this was actually just a 12 team standalone league. Um, oh, you're talking, you're saying the regular season. Yeah. Oh, the, the NFFC one, that one's like so complicated. Their playoff one, which it yes, seems awesome, but I haven't, I haven't like devoted the time to it. Um, but the, the 12 team league, we did a 10 K 12 team. So we like have money to see. So, so, so it's just, you roll that right over. Yeah. We're rolling a bunch of it right over. Um, and it's always so fun to go through and try to figure out where the field is at on guys. Um, Cause the thing that I like about the FFPC tournament, it's, it's, it's like very simple, but then the, then it's all game theory because the game's so simple. You're just trying to predict where the field's going to go on stuff, which I enjoy. Yeah. 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 The boomer, the boomer opto will, will make its return tonight we're doing that tonight on chip chasing amazing all right so what's what's the what's the the plan on chip chasing are you guys gonna do tuesday wednesday friday i think we're doing i think it's either that or tuesday wednesday thursday um but we are doing three shows this week uh okay we're gonna have yeah we're gonna be i, I think i believe things come no, out on the no, Friday show. no rest for the wicked man no i know man nose to the grindstone that's right yeah that's i I've already done my first run of uh, the ownership projections um, and that was fun. And I'm, I'm like dialing stuff in. I'm like already, you know, doing like, ah, I'm probably, yeah, it's probably too high on ETN there, you know, dialing that back. So I feel like the fire is still burning. I can't, I just truly cannot wait for the first time you guys are in a coin flip and you just give Pete, you just give Pete the, which one of us won $2 million playing fantasy football this year. <laughs> I just, I need, <laughs> that moment <laughs> and then the chat is gonna pick up on it too and they're gonna be like oh pete and pat are arguing i wonder who we should side with <laughs> you're just gonna be listening with like like every time Please. we get in an argument Please. like is yes this, is, is this it is this the time? <laughs> i'll be i will be waiting i'll be waiting for that hammer to drop and the moment it does is gonna be uh, another <laughs> another memetic moment in the, the history only, of ship chasing the only way for me to do that in a true ship chasing way would be to drop the hammer on some, some... on like the on like we're taking the jacksonville jaguars kicker here and not the titans kicker Peter. yes just drop it on like the least important pick ideally like a, a rookie wide receiver that does nothing that would be, that would be pretty been, I mean, there's been a lot of those in the history of the show. I cannot, I cannot wait to figure out who next year's Sky Moore, LaVisca Chenault, uh, Zach Moss candidate is. It'll be revealed soon. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Can't wait. Um, all right, man. Well, everyone go listen to ship chasing, watch ship chasing. I mean, this is, this is your time. How many Twitter followers have you gained in the last 10 days? You weren't wrong about that. I, I was very tickled that your immediate angle was that I'm going to, uh, you know, the, 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 the boost on my followers is, is what you're really jealous of. But, uh, 
I don't know. I'm, I think I've gained like 1500 in the last week or something. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, I don't think you can, uh, I don't think you complain. You, you complain don't see you about that. Now, so maybe you were a little overly excited based on your reaction there. Maybe the, maybe uh, the I mean, you were yeah, hoping. but, but how hard, how hard have you been grinding it though? You know what I'm saying? Not, not hard. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, all right, there we go, man. Uh, everyone, thank you very much for listening. I will be back next week. Go follow Pat Corain, make that Twitter account, uh, blow up even harder, <laughs> and, and watch and watch him chasing. And I'll be back next week. Across America, BP supports more than two hundred seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.